This is Inside the Valley, the official podcast of the Missouri Valley Conference, celebrating 25 years of women's athletics. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Inside the Valley podcast. This show is all from NBC Basketball Media Day. I had the chance to talk with some of our student athletes and coaches as they began the preparations for a new season. You'll get a little bit of basketball talk in each conversation, but you'll also learn more about them off the court. I was able to learn more about Reed Timmer's background in pharmacy, what it's like to travel with the UNI women's basketball team, locker room hot sports takes with Loyola men's basketball, social media with Ramblers women's basketball head coach Kate Actor, and the team chemistry of the Drake women's basketball team. These are all uncut for the most part, so I hope you enjoy the conversations from NBC Basketball Media Day. All right, back here at NBC Hoops Tip-Off. Derek Dockett, Associate Commissioner, New Media Technology, doing a collection of audio for the Inside the Valley podcast. And right now I've got a member of the men's basketball preseason all-conference team. He's probably the uh, the smartest basketball player in the league. And I'm going I'm to go ahead and put that out there, see how he reacts to it. But I will talk to him about his background. Reed Timmer, Drake Bulldogs. Reed, how's the preseason going so far, sir? It's been good. Uh, we're really excited with our new coach, and he's brought energy and enthusiasm every single day, and I think our whole team has really bought into his system and what he wants to do, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, our group of seniors, and we have a few juniors, and then bringing the freshmen along with us to put something special together. You mentioned a new coach. I'm kind of curious. Uh, shorter coach? Uh, talk to me about his energy and uh, what you guys are getting from him and, and, and what you expect uh, from a, you know, a, in a game day, you know, just what he's trying to bring to the program and change the culture. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the first things I personally noticed right away when he got there in uh, last spring was how energetic and how enthusiastic he was. Uh, every single day, you know, wasn't didn't take a day off. There was never a day that you know he seemed kind of off. It was every single day he brought his energy and enthusiasm, and and we all respect uh, his basketball knowledge too, and what he brings to the table, and what he wants our program to be like. And you can see his image of what our program is going to be moving forward, and we we all really really enjoy that and really respect what he's trying to do. And you know, coming into the season, coming into the games, we expect nothing nothing more than just progressing with him and learning what he's expecting of us, and and just that mutual trust between the players and him and then uh, the coaches back to us to try and uh, move us in the right direction. This year you got a nice preseason all-conference team of course I know what all the coaches say I know what student athletes say uh, it's not how you start the honor's great but how you finish uh, what do you want to prove this year what's your number one goal this year as you uh, uh, end your career at Drake? Uh, definitely just to bring our team together and be a contender in the league uh, obviously the last few years have uh, haven't been what we expected as a team, but uh, the biggest thing is winning. And I think we have a group of seniors and juniors, the older class, uh, guys that have been together long enough to know what it takes, and we have enough experience really to bring that all together. And really, it doesn't matter, you know, who gets the credit, what happens. As long as we win, we're going to be happy, and we're going to uh, expect the season to be a success. Now, off the court, I mentioned you being the smartest uh, uh, student athlete in the men's basketball side. Of course, I kid there, but I mean, you really do have quite a background. Uh, uh, pharmacy is your, your uh, I guess, where you're hoping to end up maybe. Talk about what you're doing off the court and just uh, what you're doing outside of basketball for me. Yeah, so I'm in my second year of the professional program at Drake of the, of the Pharmacy School, and uh, it's a four-year program, but there was two years of prerequisites, so I still got... Um, this year, next year, and then the final year rotations left. And I've kind of found my, my niche in hospital pharmacy, and I've been doing some internships uh, downtown Mercy Hospital uh, this summer in Des Moines and kind of just trying to get my experiences in and there because uh, that's kind of where I want to go eventually after school's done. And I've, I've really enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed the people I've gotten to met around Drake and the faculty and staff there have really uh, inspired my uh, love for pharmacy and inspired me to go out and explore and just really find what I really enjoy about it. And um, my classmates, everyone around me, and my teammates really support me, and it's just been a really positive experience. I couldn't have asked for anything better off the court uh, from Drake. Did you know that's what you wanted to get into, or did you have to find your way into that? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, coming in when I was a freshman, I knew that Drake had a really good pharmacy program, so um, I was in the pre-pharmacy program because they said it was easier to get in and decide you don't want to view it than all the way around. So uh, I started out in the pre-pharmacy uh, program and kind of liked it and did some shadowing, and then, you know, as I got through the curriculum, I really started to enjoy uh, everything that the 
pharmacy profession is all about. So I just kind of stayed with it, and here I am. Have you gotten to the point where you're doing, like, I don't know if it's an internship or something like that, where you're working in real life or working at the hospital? Yeah, uh, we had to do, each semester we have to do a certain amount of hours in uh, different aspects of pharmacy. And for me, this summer it was uh, working in a hospital, and it was uh, about 40 hours um, throughout the summer. And I also did another uh, experience uh, that was uh, motion around the faculty at Drake and just following them around and seeing what they do throughout the community and it was really fun to just go out in the community and actually start doing the stuff that you learned in the classroom it really puts a real life aspect and some matter into what you're learning instead of just being in the classroom so I, I really enjoyed that. Now chatting with one of our preseason women's basketball honorees from the University of Northern Iowa, Ellie Howell. Ellie, how are things going so far? Going well. Yeah, having a lot of fun. Um, season's been off to a great start so far with practice and just getting ready for that first game coming up in a couple weeks. It's funny how uh, the season sort of sneaks up on people, but you guys have been practicing for a few weeks, obviously, and, and getting ready for it. But uh, I guess let's start off with the obvious. Um, recognized as one of our preseason uh, picks for the women's basketball team. I guess talk about your, your excitement for uh, not only yourself but your team because you guys had a pretty, pretty outstanding year last year. Yeah, it's really exciting, and it's just kind of a cool experience to be chosen to be on this team. Um, it's definitely something that's really appreciated by me, and I think that it's a high honor. And just, it's cool to be able to start the season out that way, and just to know that um, I have a chance to do some great things during the season, and I'm just excited for it. As I mentioned, you guys had a pretty great year last year. Um, a lot of people still talk about that tournament game last year against against Drake. Fantastic final for our conference tournament. Um, but you guys were able to get an at-large bid uh, to the tournament, which I know was a great honor for you guys and one of those goals that every team is, uh, is working to achieve. But um, this year, how do you guys follow it up? You know, you still have some talent there, and it's recognized by Priestess and Poles. So um, what's on tap for you and I in 2017-18? Uh, I'm excited for the year. Uh, we lost some key players last year, but I think that um, some of our youth and the returners that we do have are really going to be able to step up and just um, we understand what it's going to take to get to that next level again and just really know the work ethic that it's going to take us to get back to the top of the valley and then that at-large bid. I mean, it's a big deal, and I think that it really taught us a lot and it's just allowing us to work harder and get ready for to do the same thing this year if we can. You guys have tremendous fan support, and that was, that was noticed by uh, when you guys, I saw a video, when you were on your way to your game, uh, your fan support at the NCAA tournament, just the Panther community rallying around you guys, sent you off for that game. Um, what's it like? You guys get a great support for your, from your fans there, not only for women's basketball, but all the sports at UNI. Uh, what's it like playing for the Panther fans back in Cedar Falls? It's just fun. I mean, and it's it's really cool because we really get to know our fans. Uh, we do a lot within the community, and fans come to events, and we get to meet them personally. I think that makes it even cooler because we're able to just know that these people really care about us. They appreciate how we play on the basketball court, and that's fun, but they know us as more than that, and it's really cool to just to have that extra connection with the fans. All right, that's enough about basketball. Here's the good stuff that I like to know about because I'm always curious to learn about their teams, the personalities, because you guys are people just like us, student-athletes working and playing in the Valley. But um, I like to know what's the locker room like. So I'm curious, who's your jokester? Who's your prankster? Who keeps the locker room loose uh, for you guys? It's a combination of a lot of different people. Um, we have a few people that I would say are you know, there's always the airhead in the room. We have a few of those, so we have a lot of people that kind of pick at that and like to just make fun. Uh, some of our freshmen are kind of, they're forgetful and just typical freshmen. So some of the upperclassmen like to make fun with that, and it's just been really cool because it's kind of the whole team just likes to joke around, and there's nobody that's super serious. Everybody just gets along and is really good friends, so it just makes the atmosphere in the locker room just a fun time and everybody's just having a good time and that's got to help for building team chemistry as well because it's a long season and of course you guys get along well the better your team's off right yeah yeah we spend a lot of time around each other so we need to be close we need to be friends and uh, I think it helps off the court because there's a lot of pressure on the basketball court whether we put that on ourselves or we feel it from other people so knowing that we have friends that we can go to within the team and just people that are there for us as um, friends and just teammates is really cool when you guys are traveling, um, you can go back to last year for me on this, um, who's calling the shots on the team meals? Is that coach, ops, you guys getting a pick sometimes? What, what's that like? 
Uh, I would say it's coaches. Uh, we kind of have the same places we go to. We go to a lot of steakhouses or uh, pasta places like Olive Garden and that kind of thing. So we kind of keep that pretty consistent. But um, on road wins, we go out for ice cream after the game or the next day. And that call is typically the captains or we try to take a vote just to pick, are we going to get Froyo this week? Are we going to go to Dairy Queen? So that would be more player-led. But meals, I would say, is coaches. Dairy Queen, not a sponsor, but I'm curious to know what's your go-to when you go to make that Dairy Queen trip? I would say a cookie dough blizzard with chocolate ice cream. Anyone do something different with their uh, ice cream when they're on a trip? Anyone, like, getting froyo that's off the wall, or are you doing anything off the wall? Uh, not really. I would say I'm pretty standard chocolates or go with the fruit. A um, couple of our, one of our players, Rose, she likes to eat really healthy. So if we go to a Froyo place, she's getting more of the fruit toppings, not really much of the yogurt. <laughs> so, I mean, that's something that would be different. Give her credit for sticking with it, though, all right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, back to the team trips. I'm curious to know, what are you guys doing to keep entertained? I know there's a lot of studying going on, but some of those bus trips, of course, you, you know, get the movies, you're studying. What are you guys doing mostly on the bus trips to keep entertained? I would say movies. Uh, people like to like watch Netflix, especially now that you, if you can download it. People like to do that. We also like to play a lot of cards, just different card games, kind of set up a blanket in between seats and have a pile in the middle, but that's the biggest thing. Who's the best card player? Uh, from last year, it would have been Angie Davison. Very competitive. She's always picking at people because they're playing too slow, that kind of thing. She was really into card games. Um, what's one unique thing you could tell me about this team that people might not know? Coach is back here with us, too, Coach Tanya Warren. She's got a look on her face like she already has an answer, too. One, one unique thing about this team that people might not know. You're like kind of an open book here. <laughs> really? Yeah. People may be too open at times, but... Way too open. <laughs> so maybe that's Way what it is. Where I exactly. do this. Did yes. that really just happen? <laughs> Did we really just say that? <laughs> yeah, I've had, a, I've had a couple of those in practice already. Really? Did that really just come out of your mouth? But the good thing about freshmen, we like to say in Cedar Falls, they do become sophomores. There you go. <laughs> Words from Tanya Warren. I appreciate it. Coach, I asked her about team travel. I think this has become one of my media day traditions to learn about the team itself. And she said, usually the coaches pick the meals and get things set up and things like that. Accurate? We don't pick the meals. We pick the restaurants. Okay. Yeah. Let, okay. me, let me verify that. That's what I said. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they pick their own meals. But we usually pick the restaurants. Um, and it's probably usually someplace I really like. <laughs> she mentioned some steakhouses, pasta. Steakhouse, a lot of, lot of pasta. Um, one of our traditions is, when we've been doing it for a long time, is... Um, we get ice cream when we went on the yeah, um, or cheesecake. Sometimes we've done Cheesecake Factory, um, tradition that we will always keep. I learned that when I was at Missouri under Cindy Stein. Um, but this, we have a lot of fun on the road. They play a lot of games. Uh, we're going to do a little karaoke on the, on the bus this year. They don't know that. They do now. They do now, <laughs> yeah. So they need to get their voices warmed up. And, and I'll start. I'll, I'll start. I got to little song I'm going to sing, and um, yeah, we're going to play a little, like, you know, how, what is it, America's Got Talent? Yeah, we're going to do a little Panthers Have Talent. You had it here first, Panthers Got Talent, I like it. Uh, one thing, uh, switching gears for a little bit, uh, now that Coach is back with us, but this year's a pretty special one for the Valley, as we're celebrating 25 years of women's athletics. I'm going to ask this to you, because you have to, we appreciate your uh, lending us your voice for the commercial spot that's running all throughout the year. Uh, but you've been involved with the Valley for a number of years, not only as a coach, but also as a student athlete when you played at Creighton. Um, but, Ellie, I want to start with you as a current student athlete. When you think about, um, you know, and granted, the history of this league is pretty special, especially in the sport of women's basketball. Um, the people that came before you that, you know, gave and set the trail so that you can have the opportunities. What do you think back uh, to that? Because it's also a year of a Title IX celebrating 45 years as well. But your opportunities of being a student athlete, uh, specifically a female student athlete, and having the opportunities you've had um, at Northern Iowa. 
I would say it's just really special, and it's cool to see the changes that have been made so that we do have these opportunities, and just, I would say the tradition has really just set the foundation. I mean, us getting the at-large bid, we wouldn't get that if the conference didn't have the rich tradition of um, having successful basketball programs. So I would say all of those coming before us have really just made it a special experience for me, um, made it a great reason why I've loved UNI, and just the way that I've been able to experience the conference and getting to play in a lot of cool places because of that. Coach, what do you think about 25 years? Wow, it's, it's, it's been a blessing. I've been involved uh, almost 20 years. Um, when I was at Creighton, we were not in the Valley at that time, but as a coach, I've been involved for 20 years. And, and just um, a blessing to be a part of something so extremely special. When you look at um, who paved the way, uh, for us as coaches and Lisa Bluter and all she did at Drake, Jill Hutchison and everything she did at, at Illinois State and, and obviously Cheryl Burnett and the Final Four run and everything that she did at Missouri State and the Jackie Styles and the Jackie Kalins and I can go on and on in terms of the players. Um, what this league uh, means uh, it really is, is find it hard to find the words because it has been such a joy for me to watch it evolve um, from year to year uh, over the last 20 plus years for myself. Tremendous league, um, tremendous people who come before us, uh, both uh, coaches and student athletes. Um, we would not be in the position we are today had they not done what they did um, several years ago. So it's, it's such a blessing. The Missouri Valley Conference kicks off the 2017 Women's Soccer Championship November 3rd and 5th at Allison South Stadium in Springfield, Missouri. Presented by Mediacom and Meyer Communications. Watch as the Valley's four top teams go for the goal to secure their spot in the NCAA tournament. For tickets and more information, call 417-836-7678 or visit MissouriStateTix.com. The Missouri Valley Conference, celebrating 25 years of women's athletics. And I'm now here with the Loyola Ramblers, Coach Porter Mosier, Ben Richardson, and Dante Ingram with me. Guys, uh, thanks for making the trip to St. Louis. Uh, we'll start with you, Dante. Name to the uh, preseason conference team, I guess. Talk about what that means, but I know for you it's probably a team thing as well as you guys uh, strive to make some, uh, some moves here in the, uh, in the 2017-18 season. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good honor for, you know, Andre and I to be on that first team preseason. But like you said, it's more about the team for me and just, you know, just trying to string together a lot of wins and have a successful season. So right now we're just focused on everything that goes into that, and we're, we're ready to go. Someone tried to call me. Ben, you guys also uh, selected pretty high in the preseason poll for the teams. Um, Got to be thinking, you know, things are looking upward for you guys this year, looking for a uh, postseason opportunity as well. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like Coach has said before, um, you know, we're happy – to, to be in a position now in the program where it's it's not just you know we're competing to to to, to not play on Thursday night it's we're expect, we're expected to you know be in the top and and that's that's a good thing but also you know we need to take it as you know we expect you know to be competing for the championship and so we we want to we want to hold ourselves to a high standard but we got to win you know, each and every day we got to focus on the process because we haven't really done anything yet. It's, it's zero zero. You know, that's that's where we're at right now. So we got to win every day. Got to take it day by day and, and start start it starts on Saturday. So before I get to coach, I want to ask you guys this because um, there's a sentiment going around that we all know that with the membership change that this is opportunity for a lot of teams and that you've got to try and capitalize on it. And when you guys think about this new season and you guys have certainly made strides. Every single year. Now, a little, little bit different makeup of the team, but Andre was great last year, received accolades. You guys are certainly on the upswing. But when you think about this year and the opportunities that are in front of you, um, we know the goals are postseason, NCAA, things like that. But realistically, what do you guys feel about it as a team? Uh, what do you guys talk about how you can make the most of this year? Well, obviously, uh, as you said, you know, there's a lot of optimism for each team. So, you know, try to make postseason, try to win conference tournament. And for us, we're aware that, you know, that's every team's mindset. But the main thing is what are we doing to separate ourselves? And 
obviously for us, the thing we're focusing on is defense, stopping stopping guys, especially the last five minutes of games. Uh, last year, team scored on us at a very high clip. So uh, that's our focus right now, just, you know, defense, defense, defense. And that's what, you know, the top three teams in the league finish are the top three defensive teams. So that's our emphasis right now. Like, what are we doing to separate ourselves? You know, everybody's on that grind right now. Everybody's thinking they have a good chance of winning. But, you know, we're just focused on what we can control and what we can get better at. Coach, when you look at the makeup of the league now <clears throat> and the opportunity you guys have in front of you, um, these guys have been playing against each other in practice. Uh, what are you seeing so far in the preseason that sort of gives you a different look at what's going on in 2017-18? Well, you're, you're exactly right, Derek. This, with the new rules where you can work with them in the summer, you, can, you, can, you don't have to do the four-player-at-a-time uh, workouts. You can do team workouts in September. I mean, everybody, especially us, is just dying to play somebody different. You know, you're just trying to get out there and do some different things. But uh, I am excited to see the blend of newcomers with the veterans. I'm excited to see Ben, Dante, and Andre form their own leadership style. You know, Milt's been, uh, was our captain, and, you know, he's been a leader for us. And now these guys got an opportunity to have their own put their own stamp of leadership on the team. They've had their stamp as players on the program, but it's a different stamp to have as the leaders. And those, that's been a challenge I've challenged these guys with um, all the time. But, um, you know, I, I, think, I think everybody in the league is excited to get going, and our guys are no different. What do you think about when he says being a leader? <clears throat> How's that? Uh, you ready to embrace that role of, of taking on more reins, being more vocal when he comes into the huddles and things like that on the floor? Yeah, I mean, that, that's something that has definitely been a, a big emphasis for Coach. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of what we've been focused on really lately is, you know, situational stuff, um, st- times where he can't be on the court, he can't, you know, instruct us directly. So he, he's got to trust that he's got some, you know, experienced guys that can go out there and and lead and, and bring guys along with them and, you know, make the right plays down the stretch. So, you know, he, he, we've been working on it, and, and he's been challenging us to to really bring everybody along, the younger guys, and and I think we got a lot of pieces. So if, if we can if we can get everybody going in the right direction, then I think we're going to be really deadly. So, all right, <clears throat> that's enough of my basketball stuff. This is where I like to have fun. So you can loosen up. I always get to want to get to know our student athletes, uh, things that folks don't get to see. So I'm sort of curious. Um, if people were to ask you something about your team that they may not know, maybe a personality, some other teammate, what's one thing that you're like, man, I wish people knew that this guy was like this. I wish people knew that this guy had this skill. Is there one thing of, you know, about you guys or another teammate that exists about that? Uh, I mean, we're a very close team off the court. We hang out a lot. Uh, you know, there's a lot of jokes on the team. I say we have a lot of different personalities. You know, a lot of funny guys. And, I mean, we enjoy spending time with each other. But I think one thing that sticks out to most, uh, like if we have a lot of free time, we're hanging with each other, uh, we're game heads. We like playing 2K a lot. We get real competitive with, you know, playing 2K. And that's one thing that sticks out, sticks out to me the most. Like, so we get real competitive. We get cheated sometimes. I got two questions. So who's the best at the game? Is there anyone in particular that's like that, that rules the roost or – well, I mean, Ben don't play a lot of 2K. He's more a guitar hero type guy. <laughs> I say, I say, I say, I got the upper hand in 2K. Yeah. So with, with Madden, who's Madden? Is that Dre? Dre's got Madden. Yeah. See, no, Cam, Cam's probably the best. Cam's one, probably the best Madden. Dre's FIFA. Dre's FIFA. Dre's FIFA yeah. You all just go through all the sports games. So you, you know, is that you travel with with the system, and then like you get some downtime in the hotel. No. Only I'll, 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 I'll be honest. I'll be honest. The only time we took the game with us was the Virgin Islands, but we were out there for about a week. So okay. we, I think we took the game out there, but that's it. We don't take them to any road. And Uno, Uno on the Reds. Yeah, Uno, okay. Uno's a big one for us. You said there's a lot of jokesters. Is there any one lead jokester at all? Uh, who would you say? Mm. I don't know about that. I think yeah, Tyson. I think Tyson Smith, yeah. uh, one of our student coaches now, I think he's a he's a big joke. He's a very funny guy. Is he the one that sort of encourages people to do stuff? Yeah, I mean, I think he does a good job of loosening guys up. A big role that, you know, we talk about Milt leaving and, you know, all the things that he did, but Milt also was, was a big instigator in the locker room. When, when, when guys were getting disagreements, you know, joking around, Milt would always, Milt would always find a way to kind of get them going more and more and more, and then we'd get, we'd get in these big arguments. One thing also that I would say that happens in the locker room a lot is it'll take, it'll take one, one little 
Stephen A. Smith type, you know, hot take on on sports, and our locker room will ex- like just like that, just get going. And you got two sides, and it's usually, I'd probably say it's usually Cam Satterwhite and Dante, and and Cam is probably the lead, you know. He's always going to take the opposite side of someone, and it's always going to be him versus someone else. And it, whether it's would Michael Jordan or would would LeBron start on the Bulls if he got drafted? Would he start right when he came? Or no, no, no. What was it? What was it? The Lakers. Showtime Lakers. Would LeBron start on the Showtime Lakers if he got drafted to him? And like stuff like that. And we'll, and we'll like we'll go on for it'll be like 15 minutes, and we'll just be guys will be getting so heated about you know something like that. So you guys have hardcore barbershop. That's like literally what the old time barbershop guys get in there and they start talking. I, Ali versus Tyson and fantasy matchups. Are you have you guys had the Jordan versus LeBron discussion? Uh, Who's on what side? What side are you on? It's close. The thing is, the thing the thing is, we weren't. The thing is, we weren't here to see Michael Jordan, you know, play. But obviously, we can go and watch old games. Uh, I'm a big LeBron fan. I think he has uh, physical advantages over LeBron. However. I mean, over Michael Jordan. However, you know, Michael Jordan got six rings, you know, probably could have had seven or eight if he didn't retire those two years. So, I mean, it's, it, it can go either way. I mean, but I'm a, I'm a LeBron fan. I'm in LeBron's favor. We'd be on upside because I'm Jordan. Now, granted, I grew up watching Jordan, so that's probably my thing. So, that's, it's, you know, probably that too. In the era watching that, yeah, I probably have a different perspective. But, I mean, me being in this LeBron era where he's been, like, the best player in the league for the last 15 years, like, I think I'll take LeBron. Um, but I got some good stuff in here. So now I'm more curious. I need some more dirt on Milk because you already you already just went in on him. So he he's he's come to me that he's typically been pretty quiet, but now he, he's not quiet. You're shaking your head. What, what's what's Milton Doyle? Okay, for folks that don't know, Milton Doyle, All NBC honoree, passed uh, one of the great Ramblers in recent memory. Um, you, you Dante shaking his head. He's not quiet. Uh, Milton very outgoing guy if you're around him you know obviously uh i feel like on the quarter just out and about like he probably can seem like you know soft fucking guy which he is he's a great guy but you know around a team around the guys he's like he was the main talker as ben said the main instigator you know me me and ben could be talking and i say something to ben and would be the one like dang be gonna talk to you like that like <laughs> I, I wouldn't let that fly if i was you you know he's he's that guy in the locker room but he's a very good guy yeah. And obviously, he got an opportunity to go on to the next level. So we're excited for his success, whoever uh, goes on for it. But give me some more scoop. You've been you you went in on Mill. Is there somebody else that on the surface is different? Like Andre seems like I, I've never had a chance to meet him. What's what's Andre like? He's preseason uh, All MVC selection this year. T- talk to you about Andre. I don't want no basketball stuff. I need to know what he's like in their locker room. Hmm. Well, I don't want to get into too much, but I know Andre. He's a big, he's a big Cowboys fan. He's a big Texas pride guy, and you know all those Texas guys that they have that inflated sense of Texas is like it's its own country and stuff like that. So you know he, he's been talking Cowboys football a lot, and last year was pretty hard because you know the Cowboys they had they had Zeke go off and Dak Prescott, and so you know we had to sit there and listen to that most of the year. And yesterday, Dre had his Cowboys jersey on. He's wearing it around all day long. Every Sunday he wears it. Yeah. Des Bryant. Des Bryant. Every every Sunday he so, has Des Bryant jersey on. So it's it's been it's been a little bit better this year, but uh, I'm, I'm definitely glad they didn't go go ahead and win the Super Bowl because we would have been hearing about that forever. I gotta imagine that his Cowboy fandom probably starts more sports hot take discussions in your locker room, right? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, let let him tell. I mean, rightfully so. Uh, let him tell. You know, they got the best wide receiver, quarterback, and running back. So I mean, he's he's definitely diehard Cowboys. You guys might have like your own little sports take show going. You ever think about that? Like you just get the camera going and saying side one. All you gotta do is throw out something, and and guys will eat it up, and we'll we'll start going. Tell me about the newcomers. You guys, obviously, we talked about practice and you know getting going. But what are you learning about your new teammates, newcomers on your squad so far? Um, their personalities and how they're fitting in. I think all the guys, you know, all the newcomers. No, I, I like them a lot. They they're fitting in our system. We have a lot of different guys that can help us out uh, on the court. Obviously, uh, off the court though, they're they're very good guys, very good character. You know, they're you know just 
genuine people to be around, and I like spending time with them. Yeah, and, and you know, that's just a, a tribute to the, our coaches. You know, they, they've done a good job of recruiting, you know, character guys. And so, we, I mean, I've never had a problem with any of my teammates because, like, every guy that's came in has always been, like, just, you know, a brother to me. And, and we've always been so close. So, you know, they, they fit right in. They can't come in. We welcome them. And, and you know, we, we go out. We work really hard on the court. And, you know, we've just, we've just been getting closer and closer. And, and I think that's just going to, you know, get better as we go into the season. My last question for you guys, is there, <clears throat> for both of you, any one particular game or opponent circled on your schedule that you're most looking forward to, non-conference or conference, anything in particular, you're just ready to go? Uh, I mean, we, I mean we, got, we got some things in mind that we think about, but I think we'd like to keep that to ourselves and what we look forward to. But, you know, we're, we're for sure looking forward to playing a lot of different teams and, you know, taking advantage of those opportunities that we will have. You know, I'm personally just I'm, I'm excited to to get some good road tests in early. I think that's gonna and our non-conference that's gonna help us, you know, prepare for the conference schedule and, and stuff like that. So I'm excited. Uh, I think we're gonna be in some. I think we're gonna be in some games, and I think we're gonna we're gonna you know make some noise hopefully this year. Please talk to second year head coach Kay Actor, the Loyola Ramblers coach. Thanks for taking time. Uh, how is the preseason going so far? Uh, so far, so good, but we've only competed against ourselves, so, you know, it's kind of hard to gauge it. But I, I really like how our kids are working. They're competing at a high level with each other, and, and that's going to help turn our ship. Oh, that's the hashtag, too, for the Ramblers, right? Yeah, that's the hashtag, turn the ship. I was going to ask about that, but I already know what it means because, obviously, you're trying to change the culture. Year two, you want to get things going in the right direction. What did you learn in year one of going through the valley, going through the, the, the rigmarole of the season and, and getting everyone on the same page? What, there had to be some lessons in there for you. Yeah, sure. As a, a coach, you really figure out your own character, you know, how resilient you are or if you want to take the shortcut and make excuses for it. Um, but that's that's really what I've, I figured out about myself is how bad I want it and how bad I want it for our kids. And, you know, we were going to try every method we could to find some victories, and it didn't pan out like that. But our kids now know what investment it, it's going to take to have a different result. And, and that's been really fun and rewarding. And, you know, as painful as it was last year, it that year is going to drive the rest of my career. It, it taught me lessons that I, I hopefully will never have to go through again. But, um, yeah, it was difficult but rewarding at the same time. Now, with all of that, there have to be some moments where you look back and you smile. You think about the progression that some of your student-athletes make. You think about things that went right. Tell me about some of those things, some of the student-athletes that are making a difference for you that you can really see some positive light. Yeah, I'm really pleased with um, our sophomore class. Caitlin Williams, Tierra Wallace, and Lauren Seegers have really taken a leap throughout the summer and, and into preseason. Um, and certainly their counterparts, Brandy, Brandy Seegers, Katie Salmon, all of those guys have really invested. And, um, you know, those are the moments you smile at because you you start to see their hard work pay off for them and, and they get a little bit of confidence. And any time that you can get a kid some confidence um, it, while they do it on their own is, is a fantastic thing. So it's been a lot of fun to watch those guys grow up, um, it's certainly maturity-wise, but, but physically and mentally at the same time. And that's got to definitely play a part when you think about recruiting. And I, def I know nothing about that. That's what you guys do. But finding people that fit finding people that can help turn the ship. Um, what's that process like? You know, you, you, you go through year one and now in year two you, you've got student-athletes that you just mentioned making a difference and you can see some things happening. Um, how do you go and, and measure that success when you, when you don't see it on the court but you know it's coming? Well, we just talked about year one and the things that you learned, and there were decisions that I made last year that I knew wouldn't exactly pay off last year, but I knew that they were going to pay off this year and the year after. So... From the recruiting standpoint, we put together a system that we want to play in, and we, we put it all in last year. We didn't change anything. Well, now we're still in that system, so we've, we've recruited to it. Our returners have played in it for a whole year. They feel more confident in it. Um, so, so that part kind of has handled itself on its own. But, um, yeah, it just – it's been a lot of fun and a lot of hard work, but you know when you can recruit kids that that fit with your chemistry and um, certainly with the way you play, it, it helps turn it a little bit more quickly than not. Um, and and that's the whole turn the ship part. Like you don't turn a cruise ship around in one, you know, one flip of the wheel. It's going to take some time, but um, but we knew that, and you know, the, I'm really pleased with the way that we're doing it together. 
know, I asked that question because last year, your first year, you actually put me on the spot. I don't even know if you remember this. Yeah. Um, you, yes, you you said that you thought social media plays a role in how you recruit and you know your program. Well, this year, we have a Snapchat filter up and running here right now. And part of that's attributed to you, but along those same lines, I'm sort of curious, what role social media is playing in recruiting for you? Oh, kids live on social media. Um, and if you're not relevant there, then you're not relevant in their recruiting world either. Um, we, we've tried to have a lot of fun with our social media. You know, certainly we get our own kids involved. They do Snapchat takeovers. Um, but we've done a lot of videos. We have a, a new video guy. We just put out this Bean Boozled. Do you know what Bean Boozled is? I saw the video. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Stay away from us with a bag of jelly beans and a microphone. Um, but it's gotten a lot of traction, and, and certainly kids like new graphics and things like that, um, you know, and they want to post that and show that to their friends. So it's it's been a huge push for what we do recruiting-wise, um, and I think that's one of the, the bonuses of having such a young staff that we, for now, are up with, you know, the things that are pretty popular, and our kids appreciate that. Uh, our tournament's been quite a discussion here, and, and we've been unique and lucky enough to have a neutral site tournament. You had the opportunity to experience that last year as well. I'm just curious to get your thoughts on uh, Hoops in the Heartland, the, the opportunity of playing on a neutral site where, you know, different than playing, you know, a, a home team site or a top seed site where you, you, the playing feels a little bit even. Yeah, I thought the, the Hoops in the Heartland is first-class event, and the way that they treat us is just off the charts. Um, you know, from our perspective, we weren't there very long, but I loved that our kids could see the level of postseason play and, you know, what it's going to take to get there. And, you know, the fan support that came out for Drake and you and I for the championship game was just off the charts. And I, I don't think you see that kind of competitive game if you're at a home court site. Um, so, you know, anything we can do to keep it there and keep it a neutral site, I, th- I think that benefits our league. But, you know, they've always treated us pretty well from what I understand. And, and last year was no different. It was just an awesome experience for our kids. You mentioned that Drake and you and I game, which is a game that still gets talked about our office a lot because I remember seeing a tweet talking about social media during the game from the NCAA women's basketball uh, Twitter account that they had that game up on ESPN3 in the overtime and watching it because it was one of the last few games going on still and who knows what role that played in us getting multiple bids in NCAA tournament. When you see that happen, your first year league, you see the Valley gets two teams in. You've got to be, you know, smiles you know, and then knowing, hey, we can put ourselves in a position and be one of those two teams and knowing we're in a league that, with the multiple bids. Yeah, I, I think the, let's talk about the social media aspect of it first. I was traveling and I was watching the game on my phone. I mean, that's how awesome our like the league is that, that we have that avenue. Um, and I know that as the NCAA selection committee sat there and watched it, that was one of the reasons that they were like, this game is so competitive at a neutral site. Um, so from a recruiting standpoint, we're really excited about that because you know we can attract a better caliber caliber mid-major kid to say hey we've got multiple bids here for the NCAA tournament we're the only mid-major league in the country to have that Um, and that speaks volumes about what Jenny and Tanya are doing with their programs but you know I think that only drives postseason play up for the rest of us you know if we can have multiple NIT bids I think that's the next step Um, but that's the level that we're recruiting to and and Drake and you and I have certainly pushed that for us and, and we're very excited about that it just lets us in on a different level of kid. Final question for you. This year is pretty special for the Valley. Uh, we're celebrating 25 years women's athletics. Of course, you're new to the league, and as is Loyola, still relatively new. Uh, but it doesn't uh, it, it doesn't push aside the fact that the opportunities for women in athletics, specifically college athletics, uh, for us though, it's been quite a unique run. Women's basketball, a significant part of it for us, with Final Four run, these great coaches, Hall of Fame coaches and players. Um, when you look back on just the opportunities for women's, women in sports and athletics, um, what do you reflect on that stands out as special for you? Well, let me first say that the Valley, I believe, is one of the very few conferences to have the majority of their head coaches female head coaches. And in a time where, you know, our political differences are driving people in certain directions, I think it's always good to have women in leadership roles leading other women. So I think the Valley is on the forefront of that. You know, as a player, I always admired the Valley and the success that they had, you know, over the course of their, uh, you know, of my time as, as a student athlete. But you know, the things that I took from a from being a, a former student athlete and, and leading my team are the lessons that were passed down from my coaches and the perfect examples that they were for us and how they conducted each conducted themselves with each other and um, the way they put us out in the community and, you know, really exposed people to, you know, 
us to other people in different areas. And I think, you know, a lot of the stuff that we see nowadays for opportunities for women, it's they're limited certainly, not certainly, but they're limited because they just haven't been exposed. People don't understand, you know, the dedication of, of women's college athletes and how hard it is and the barriers that they fight through. So I try and expose our kids to as many different types of people and environments as possible. Um, and certainly the Valley is, is a really good role model for that and, and allows me to have a platform for that. The Missouri Valley Conference is celebrating 25 years of women's athletics, recognizing achievements and impact generated by its coaches and student athletes. Join us as we reflect on the triumphs that led the foundation for current and future opportunities for MVC student athletes. To experience this milestone, visit mvc-sports.com slash women25 or via social media using the hashtag MVCWomen25. The Missouri Valley Conference, celebrating 25 years of women's athletics. Talking with the preseason favorite, last year's defending regular season and tournament champions, the Drake Bulldogs. We've got Becca Hittner, uh, Semi, I'm going to pronounce her name, I'm going to try it, get it right, Bachrope. Back rope. I was close. And head coach. Tough name as well, but I can see it. Jeannie Baranchik. Welcome to St. Louis, ladies. Uh, I guess we'll start with you, Sammy, since you're closest to me. Um, I guess you're also named to the preseason all-conference team. Uh, first of all, talk about last season, what you guys learned. You had a tremendous run uh, going through the regular season, getting an opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament. I know it was a huge goal for you guys last year. You achieved that. Um, what was that feeling like, you know, everything you guys accomplished last year? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty amazing going 18-0 and getting to the NCAA tournament but um, and gaining all that experience. Um, and getting that taste has definitely motivated us more because um, now we're more thirsty for to make a run in the tournament. And um, But, yeah, I think the biggest thing was just getting all the experience from all of that success last year and hopefully building off of that with this year's team. Becca, you played a tremendous role in that as well. Um, what did you get? What experience did you gain from last year's great success that you guys had? Um, I think just knowing that we can do it, and um, just using that going into this season and building off of last season. Um, yeah, just keeping it going. I guess. Now, a little bit different. You lost uh, a pre a player of the year last year, but that doesn't mean that the covers vary. You guys have a lot of talent, obviously. Um, when you guys think about just the mix of players, you guys seem to have a great chemistry. I know it's one thing we talked about at Media Day last year is that your chemistry is what sort of you know works well, and that obviously came together very well last year. When you think about that coach of what not only these two ladies but your entire roster together, what you guys can achieve, seems like you guys can do it again if you really put your minds to it. Well, you know, I think the thing about this team is that we're really trying to not only just continue to separate each day from itself, we want to separate each year, right? And so for this year, we're not worried about the end of the season. We're not worried about winning a conference championship. We're not worried about going to the NCAA tournament. What we do focus on is really the everyday and making sure that we continue to focus on getting better. And this team has a really fun chemistry, like you talked about, off the floor and on the floor. And so we really want to focus on really putting those pieces together and continuing to just enhance the whole. Last year, you guys mentioned uh, going through the league 18 0. Uh, I don't think enough goes said about how tough that has to be. You guys played some tremendous games against Northern Iowa specifically. Um, and that tournament game, my goodness. I mean, people in our office still talk about that, how fantastic it was, and how much of a showcase it was. Um, that, that day of Selection Sunday, we saw a picture from the NCAA Women's Basketball Twitter account tweeting that they're watching our game and they were just, you know, enthralled with the back and forth. Um, when you think about the level of competition in the league, when you have competition from Drake or, excuse me, from Northern Iowa and Missouri State, um, what do you think about, you know, being picked preseason number one? I, I know what you'll say. It's great to be picked first, but it's not how you start, it's how you finish. But how do you, you know, portray that to your team to set you guys up for uh, the run this year? I think, honestly, the biggest thing is that we're a two-bid league. So it's not, there's no clear favorite of anything. I mean, I, I get that people can have a vote and everything else, and that's that's kind of their own thing. But we have two teams last year that had could have had at-large bids in our in the NCAA tournament. That's the, whole, that's the whole purpose of what we're doing in our league. That's what we want to have happen. We want to have multiple people get in the NCAA tournament, you know, and then we also had people in the WNIT tournament. So 
the postseason play is really just a it's just an indication of how good the league is. And I think that especially in our top half of our league is is very very strong. You know, in talking to all the other coaches here, I think we've scheduled in a really good way as well. We've challenged ourselves in the non-conference schedules. Um, we've scheduled where we need to be scheduling. So in it, for me and my take is we need to continue to get better because not only are we going to have a tough non-conference schedule, it's going to be a tough conference schedule, and then you go into the postseason, and we all know that it takes a lot of magic to make that happen. The one thing I saw, I was cutting highlights to make the preseason uh, all-conference all team video, and when I was going through your two highlights from last season, specifically from the tournament, I noticed the style of basketball, and I've, I've seen this before, but when you're cutting, you know, you're looking through all the highlights from all the tournament games, you guys are not shy about putting shots up and making things happen on the offensive end of the floor. And I know that's Drake basketball. What's it like playing in that style of basketball where you know you can get out there, run and gun, make make things happen on the floor? Oh, it's so much fun. I mean, there's nothing more exciting than having the green light and being able to make your own reads. Um, and it's just it's just a fun style, and you get to love the game. And um, So, yeah, I mean, it's it's – it's every player's dream, I think, at least, to play that way and to score. And um, yeah, it's very fun. Do you ever have any hesitations about putting a shot up at all? No. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's something that's really special about uh, the way we play is that um, all five players are looking to score and are, are all uh, offensive threats. So uh, it's fun playing that way. And when, I mean, it's, yeah, okay. yeah. it's just really fun to play that way. All right, enough of the basketball talk. This is what I always like to do at Media Days, to get to know our student-athletes, you know, what makes them tick, you know, what's what's going on in the locker room and things like that. So I'm sort of curious. Uh, one thing that was real popular last year was getting to know what road trips were like, what meals were like. Um, I've never talked to you guys before, so I'm curious, from your standpoint, when you think about road trips from last year, any one moment stand out that was sort of like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe she did that or that happened or – that was funny. We were doing karaoke. <laughs> no, yeah, we'll leave your coach out of it for this particular time. I won't. I won't, don't want to pick on her, but um, I've heard there's some practical jokers around the league that you know things like that. I've never, never privy to that stuff. But this is where I can take the time to get that information. So think about it a little bit. I'm killing time, but I guess here's the first thing I want to know is when you guys are on the road, what's your favorite thing to eat? You have an answer. <laughs> well. I just like pregame meals when we have, like, we play at 2 o'clock, so we have, like, a breakfast pregame meal. And so I love, like, oatmeal and eggs, <laughs> which is, like, a really boring answer. But. I was going to expect, like, bacon, pancakes. Oatmeal. Yeah, oatmeal is my favorite food, so. And the best place is when they, like, you can make your own omelet. That's always the best. We have a place like that, the place in the tournament where you can, at, in Moline. So I love that place. I love the place. Um, I'm curious. Um, one player around the league that, if you had your choice, you'd pick them to be on your team. I bring the tough questions. Think about it. Think about it. It could be anybody. Some, you know, wow, she was tough. Wow, she can shoot. And this is obviously, you know, just this random question. Make you think. You guys have been around too, so don't. I, I know. <laughs> you. How about you? Give me, coach. We'll start with the coach. One player. Oh, I don't know if there's one player. And there probably isn't one player, but someone that just stands out. I think honestly, when you look at when you look at our team, our five players that are preseason, I think that'd be a pretty darn good team. I mean, you you know, you're looking at you've got a lot of pieces in you know with Kylie Gablehausen and Ellie, her new last name Howell, Howell. and you know, I mean, I think. Those guys are great, and then obviously Liza's had a had a tremendous career as well. So I think you know it's. I think they'd all be great with us too. You know, I think they're good kids. I think it's a. I think it's a very very good snapshot of what this league is capable. And, and you know, in my opinion, I wouldn't trade these two for any of them. So. And I, I think you summed it up. If you take those five, and who knows if there was you taking five preseason players from around the country, we <laughs> some some players that can play your style of basketball and shoot and play very very well. You two want to stick with her answer? <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm, I'm curious now to know, so when you guys travel, 
Uh, I've seen some photos of folks in the airport. Sometimes they just can go to sleep. I've seen bus photos. Folks are playing with other athletes, make, taking their headphones out. They're sleeping. They're messing with them. Who's a prankster on your team that's doing that kind of stuff? And since it doesn't have to be you too, but you can certainly pick on somebody else on the roster since they're not here. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think we're all kind of pranksters. Um, I don't know. I guess I'd say Nicole. She gets weird sometimes on trips. Specify that. Um, I don't know. When you're cooped up in a bus for so long, <laughs> things get weird, I guess. I don't know. We all get bored. But um, I don't know. Usually on, like, bus trips, we're, like, playing cards. We do that a lot. Um, and studying. You study a lot because you're student athletes. Yeah, sadly, we have to do that. <laughs> I wish that wasn't the case. I wish it was just athlete, but <laughs> hold the student. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, yeah, lots of studying, movies, cards, and then random games. I don't know. Sometimes we like to watch music and then just be weird and dance. It's, yeah, things get very weird. When you say blast music, is there a certain playlist? Do you guys have a playlist to go uh, to? Go to? Shout out a random song to play that they want to hear, but not a certain playlist, I guess. Final question. You mentioned movies. Two-parter. Do you guys sometimes on those bus trips, are, are the movies that Coach wants to watch, you all over ruler at all? Does that ever happen? No? Well, yeah, we're unique because we have kids typically on the bus. <laughs> so, so it's usually what the kids are <laughs> So it's, you know, they usually bring nice movies for them to watch. So. Which is another... <laughs> Which is another part of your unique culture is that your little ones are part of it. Like, yeah, I, I totally get that. So, okay. And then I was going to say, is there one movie that's sort of more popular than others? Is there anything, or maybe of the kid genre and everything you guys are all like watching along with the kiddos? We honestly don't. We've, we've, we've watched Frozen, but we don't, we don't watch that many movies, yeah. actually. It's kind of, I don't. Sometimes a lot of watch times, it like on their own laptop. But we these watch, guys like watching a lot of basketball too, so yeah. we kind we of can hook games. up some of the yeah. games on, or That's or watch our own games, or yeah, we'll watch our we'll watch ESPN three games a lot, and yeah. So thanks for taking time with my goofy questions. Appreciate it. Good luck this year. You guys are phenomenal last year, and wish you nothing but the best. Thank you.